What up, though, you smelly marks? It is I, Handsome Bane, one half of the Cast Power Hour Tag Team, the heel half. Um, before we get into this week's episode with a uh, friend of the show uh, and sister, uh, Motor City Oprah, I just we would just be remiss if we did not acknowledge uh, the passing of the legendary Butch Reed, the natural butch reed um just passed this uh february 5th uh of course he started out his uh his career as a uh, professional football player for the kansas city chiefs um anyone by his name butch reed of course uh but he was born bruce franklin reed um he's a star in mid-south of course the wwf and the wcw where he uh, tagged with Ron Simmons as Doom, also with the illustrious Teddy Long as his manager. Um, just, you know, to kind of speak from the heart, coming up as a young black wrestling fan, and I know we talk about this every episode, how, you know, it was just, you know, your heroes are hard to come by. You know, if you, if you had somebody, you know, between... You know, your Virgils and your Kamala. And that's not, you know, to shit on guys who did what they had to do. Um, but, you know, you, you got your Ugandan giant Kamala, you know, who did not really talk like that. And um, you have your uh, your Virgils, um, you know, your Coco Beware, which God love them, you know. But it, it wasn't exactly a shining beacon of black pride, you know, any of those guys. And so... When you got somebody that you could be proud of, like a Ron Simmons uh, and like a Butch Reed, who could just go out there and be a badass without having to, you know, compromise one way or the other and, and, and make themselves and make, you know, by extension, your race look bad. Um, it was just really cool to have somebody that could go out there and be look legitimate and feel like somebody who could win a match uh, or a championship um at any given moment so i just would like to you know extend my condolences to the family of butch reed and my many many thanks to the natural butch reed for um blazing the trail that he blazed uh in the 80s um and you know 90s for that matter in the independent circuit um so butch thank you thank you may you rest in peace and power on with the show, you smelly marble. What I would like to have now is for all you internet sweat hogs to keep down the noise while we adjust our mics and show you what a real wrestling podcast is supposed to sound like. Hit the music. Coming down the aisle, at a combined weight of 545 pounds, they are your hosts, B-Hyphen and Handsome Bane. It's the Rasslecast Power Hour. So, with me today, uh, I'm not alone, um, just because B-Hyphen dropped the ball. The team captain is still here, so this boat is going to float. But with me today, I am honored to have my sister. And I know I call a lot of people sister and brother, but I mean it this time with <laughs> me. And I cannot intro her because she already has an intro, which is a promo. And we love promos here. Uh, we don't even need to go to promo class today. I'm going to lob it up to her and leave it to the professional. Alrighty. What up, everybody? It's your girl, Cheyenne Lene, a.k.a. Motor City Oprah, a.k.a. The Thick Flare, a.k.a. Your Road Dog, Bressy James, Ted Triple D, B. Ossie, Booker T.I.T., The Ultimate Warrior, Brutits, Beefcakes, and most importantly, the 411 Eastside Legend and the host of Views from the Thick Podcast. What up, though, as my homie Jay Johnson would say, 
at the end of his career. I was styling out there like a champion, yeah. All right. So, um, you know, we we like to um, let folks come in here and just spill their guts about how they got into wrestling, what it was that, um, you know, the earliest things that they remember. Like, for me, it was seeing fucking uh, Jake the Snake and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat fight each other with live animals in their hands. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? But, right. you know, for everybody, it's like a weird, different memory. So what was it that got you into wrestling, like, first of all? Yeah, so um, growing up, I didn't have any siblings. Um, my mom didn't decide to give me a sibling until I was, like, 15 years old. That's nuts. And, <laughs> that's and nuts uh, yeah, that's crazy. And so it's funny because I thought it was a joke when she told me. But anyway, so, um, yeah, and um, my aunt, my great aunt, she had five kids. So I would always be with them. And the oldest two out of her children were both boys. And they will always be playing with, like, you know, those the stiff ass, you know, like wrestling uh, figurines. <laughs> Bitches was like five pounds a piece. Exactly. They will always have those. They would be watching wrestling. Every time I would come over there, it seemed like, you know, uh, playing with the uh, the different video games and just everything. And they were just, like, so into it. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I need to, like, you know, see what they're watching. And, like, mm-hmm. just me just watching the, the matches and everything. And I was so young, I can barely, like, remember who I would actually see on the TV. But I just remember watching it, like, okay, this isn't boxing. Like, this is something mm-hmm. different. Like, but they're still fighting. And they got, you know, the costumes and you know, the promos and everything, like, it was just so interesting, and it was just so different, I'm like, damn, like, and I just naturally just developed the interest in it, it was just so, it was just the coolest shit I had ever saw, because it was just nothing like it, that you can, like, turn on the TV and just watch, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was so cool to me. I often call pro wrestling, like, a magic show that people, like, when when you know especially when we talk about things being predetermined or whatever and you learn mm-hmm. that like it, it's like yeah okay sure great i'm I'm glad there's not a person out there who can like do a fucking voodoo curse on people right um, i'm so glad that, that 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 doesn't exist um but i'm i would like to see a show about that and exactly. um, you know like for me it was savage coming out there all the glitz and glamour like the literal uh macho man cape and the 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 pageantry this nigga came out there to pomp and circumstance like right what does that have to do with being macho (laughs) but fuck it you know like um yeah so like what's the earliest you say that you know you didn't particularly under like know who was in the ring at the time but like when did it click for you like when like what's the first or the earliest kind of like match or angle that you can kind of remember in your head uh I don't know but I just remember and I wish like because my memory like I used to have really good memory and then like now as I've gotten older it's just kind of like gone to shit Mm -hmm. and like I just remember the first time though that I went to see like a live event down at Joe Louis Arena Mm -hmm. me and the oldest of my cousins um well of her kids my mom took us and I remember being super young, but he was only, and he was only like a few years older than me, but she took us down to Joe Lewis and she let us go by herself. She like, look, you know, I'm trusting y'all go ahead. And I just remember like seeing, it was like the height of like, um, it was like during the attitude era and everything. Mm, so I remember being okay. super pumped. I had a, like all my black and green. I remember getting so excited, like telling my mom, like, no, you know, I love DX. I got to wear black and green. Those are the <laughs> colors. It got to be lime green. Is she like shining? Where the f- I don't know where I'm going to find something. I'm like, I have to wear right. black and lime green because like it's the generation X. And I'm like, you know, I love China. She's my favorite. Like I have to, I have to wear these colors. And then I just remember like, just going there and then just everybody coming out. And I just remember it seemed like I was just in like the the twilight zone. Like I was yeah. just so awed and just everything was just super fucking amazing. Like that was just like the greatest thing. And I think I was probably in like, I was in elementary school for sure. I was probably like in fourth, maybe no older than like fifth grade. Wow. For sure. But yeah. Yeah, that was that was a time. Um, I got a little heat for saying that the attitude era is a tad overrated. Mm-hmm. I get like people who love it. I love it too. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be a dickhead, but I, like, you know, people kind of romanticize it because it's like a point in time where there was so much talent. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But even then, like, it was still like, I mean, and that's not even like adding in the problematic elements of whatever, whatever. Like you couldn't, you know, have Val Venus getting his dick chopped off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I chop your pee pee off, not to mention how racist that was, but still yeah. just like the, you know, it was just the full swing of just the ruthless absurdity of wrestling. And like, yeah, it's like the, it was like, what they did, what Triple Man. H did what in a casket with <laughs> who, what? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, yeah, it was that- literally this uh thread the other day on Twitter that was like the most outrageous things that like <laughs> mm-hmm. Vince McMahon did. Yeah, and it was like the one clip where they show like you know, oh God, he was like trying to get the guy to like kiss his like ass and everything yeah. like that, and he was like trying to like you know he was zipping his pants down, and then when he had a uh, Oh my goodness! What did he he call Shane like the product of his sperm? Yeah, all type of shit. And then yeah, like even yeah, when yeah. they used to do like the bra and panty matches and oh flashing. Oh my god! I, like, it's just like, oh, when you listen, think about it, it. No way. I can honestly say, like, as even like at that age, well, for one, I don't need to go to wrestling for my porn. Um, like I'm gonna just you know, yeah. I'm gonna just go and get it where I can get it. But um, I don't need to see that on a wrestling show. And I, I felt that <laughs> way a long time ago. And like, even, you know, so that's why when you talk about China, I was very excited to see a wrestler like China um, mm-hmm. for, you know, her to get into the Royal Rumble and for it to be like really believable that she could like knock the shit out of yeah. somebody. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, this chick is D's, man. Like, you know, um, so that was cool. And um you know, I wrote a piece a while back for um, for a friend's uh, paper, and we talked about uh, it was around the time China passed, and we're saying mm-hmm. like how she doesn't get her due. Like we talk about, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of women, and they talk, you know, you bring up the Trish Stratuses, the Litas, and everything, and even that was like, even they were like over sexualized, and then, but it was still like China sure. who was still supposed to be sexy, like you know, what I'm saying like people yeah. found her all right, you know, hell, she posed in Playboy. But um, yeah, for for me, like for the 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 characters like China's like this is a place where people are beating each other's asses. Like, uh-huh. you, you know, we don't need to get down to the bra and panties. I get it; it's a variety show, but come on. Um, for sure. so, did you watch the Royal Rumble? I the came in pretty late. Yeah, I came in pretty late. Uh, I did watch the full men's Rumble. I came in late for the uh for the women's rumble, but I mm-hmm. I I did get to see the most important part. Yeah, you know, uh, with the winner and everything like that, and I just thought that that was just that was great to watch because, you know, seeing it though, you know, she's of course a black woman, and she got to win the blackity black. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, like she, she like for real black. She blackity <laughs> black. Exactly, and then like you know, me and Q, we went to um. WrestleMania a few years back mm-hmm. back and we got to see Kofi win yeah. or whatever so it was like you know it was just like just getting to see you know of course that on television but like being there when Kofi won it was just like it was just that shit was dope like, yeah that's what I was I wanted to ask you about that like what was the atmosphere just like for you know people like I, I guess because it was kind of like all people were like really yeah. like happy to see this for Kofi but like yeah Black people crying like people oh were, my like, god it. Yeah. it was like it was the craziest shit like i can imagine like those like i've been to plenty of different concerts live events you know wrestling events and everything but i've never that was the loudest shit i had ever yeah. witnessed in my life and when kofi won the whole it was just like the whole shit just like exploding everywhere you look no matter like black white whatever like everybody was just like losing their shit like everybody was like super super happy for him like you can just hear like the people who were like near you and like just hear like the little side conversations you could just hear everybody was like legit excited there was nobody that was like oh this is some bullshit everybody was just like so fucking happy for him and i was just so happy to be there to witness it that's just giving me goosebumps thinking about it right now because um, you know we watched it i watched it with my kids at home and like 
you know, when it when it when it happened, when the three count hit, first of all, it was a damn good match. It and like was. the moment of it was just so big that it just kind of like outweighed a good ass match. Like I watched it later, like kind mm-hmm. of removing my feelings from it and was like, damn, these niggas is working. You know, yeah. it was like that shit but, had me nervous. Yeah, exactly. I was like, dog, they yeah. better not. And I think it's yeah. probably because you know they hold us with Booker T a few years ago with mm-hmm. uh with Triple H. And so you never know what you never know what we're gonna do. Um but yeah, that moment was just huge. Like, and then like going around and like watching other YouTube videos, there's um MVP and uh did you see MVP and Big Shad? And they mm-hmm. were like they were watching it at a bar. Rest in peace to Shad. Fuck man, that sucks. Um mm-hmm. but um he and uh MVP were watching it at a bar, like they were just sitting back with their arms folded and then you know just like watching really intently, but like yeah. not acting like fans, you know, like they looked like they were like wrestlers watching a match, you know, and then it was just yeah. like, when the three count happened, they just started bawling and like hugging each other. And it was like, dawg, this is an important ass moment, dawg. Like it this is. is really heavy for this show that is like, you know, we say fake all the time. Like you just hurl the word around. It was just like super, super important and like, for me to be able to show that to my kids and for me to now be able to show my daughters Bianca Belair. Um, right. You know, like I, I I posted a little thing where it's just like, you know, her watching the, watching the match like really intently. And then, you know, the, uh, she, had, she eliminated Rhea Ripley. And then it was just like, ah, like just that, that, that black <laughs> girl joy of her being able to see, like, we didn't, you know, I kind of had that with Ron Simmons in 92, but like I was already, you know, halfway grown, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'd already had some dreams crushed by that point in time. So, um, yeah, I think it's just it's super important for, um, you know, just representation and, uh, you know. Absolutely, man. Super cool. Um, it's incredible, yeah. So, oh, I am going to take this time now, um, not even a break, but we're going to take a, put a break in the action to where um, you our guest will induct a wrestler or someone in the wrestling business into the hall of fame. The cream rise to the top. Oh yeah. The Rasselcast hall of fame. So who do you have? <laughs> okay. Well, we've already spoken about my person. So I absolutely, and I'm looking at this beautiful picture I have of her over here. Uh, I'm going to induct China. She's hey. going to be my go into the hall of fame um man that weekend that we went to wrestlemania weekend the day before we also went to the uh the hall of fame ceremony Mm -hmm. and they inducted you know dx that that same night and oh my god like it took everything in me q kept looking at me he's like you gonna cry you gonna cry at you i was like no okay okay." like yes (laughs) like when they yes i am (laughs) like when they were speaking about trying, I'm like, no, I ain't gonna cry. I'm all right. I'm all right. But like, I was happy that they did like give her her moments. However, I still will not be 100% satisfied until she has her own induction yeah. into the Hall of Fame. I was, I was okay that they did, you know, acknowledge her contributions and everything mm-hmm. during that time to DX. But it still was like, like I said, it was bittersweet. But yeah. you know, it's just like everything about china like she was always my favorite female wrestler and that goes back to you know like what um what we were talking about earlier how like all the other um female rappers uh wrestlers were like so over sexualized you know like mm-hmm. trish status and sable and everybody else it's just like it was all about sex she was sexy but you also know she was coming to whoop your ass about too. to beat that ass like, yeah yeah like she could hang with the boys and like she just reminded me so much of like myself like I'm not a tough person so I don't mean in that aspect but like when it comes to like you know she she at the table with the guys like you know Mm -hmm. she she can hold her on and that's how you know views from the thick is like that's what my podcast is about and like just China she was just kind of like a representation of that growing up as well and I just always admired that about her like I always tell people you know when um I have conversations about wrestling with people I'm like there's no doubt in my mind like Undertaker is my favorite male wrestler, and then China is my favorite female wrestler. Like China, you could put her in the ring with 
a guy, a girl, it don't matter. Like mm-hmm. they still are like, she is still a worthy competitor, whether you put her against a guy or, you know, a girl, like it ain't like, oh, you put me in the ring with this girl, like this going to be easy. Like, no, you going to have, you going to have a long night, which yeah, I Yeah, right, like, right, right. So, yeah, and, yeah. And they kind of had to like, you know, it was like putting her in the ring with women was like, at that point in time, especially yeah. the women that they had, it was like, come on guys, you know, like, especially yeah. the, you know, still, I don't know if it was, I don't know if Moolah was still training the girls at that point in time, but it was like, mm-hmm. you know, they was taught to do the whole, you know, uh, uh, cat fight scratch and yeah. you know, grab the hair and shit. And it was like, come on, man, y'all China ain't doing this, bro. Like, yeah. It was only so many people that she could really wrestle at that time. That was going to be like, that wasn't going to be on that sexy like shit that was really going to fight. And that was really like just her, like Jacqueline and like Lita hey, and Trish, you know, here and there, but like, it wasn't really nothing for real. Like I would rather see her in the ring, like fighting a dude. Like yeah, I would rather see, see her against Jericho. Cool. I loved her. And, um, uh, 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 Eddie Guerrero, like he, yeah, man, they, they, their chemistry was crazy. Like, for her, Absolutely. like the, the whole Mama Sita angle where he's like making her blush and was like, "Look, she can fucking she can be fucking feminine. Y'all don't have to make her beat the shit mm-hmm. out of like dudes and then stand there and cross her arms." Like you know, it was like, "Yeah, we want that. We want that too." You know, we're gonna be first. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, that damn, that's a good ass pick. China is going in the Hall of Fame, of course, because yes. we are we are woke kings and queens here <laughs> at the <laughs> Rasslecast. <laughs> power hour all right now it is time for the rasslecast gauntlet questionnaire i have 41 questions but i'm only going to choose a few i'm only going to choose a few i love to do that i love to tell people we have 41 questions say that we're only going to choose a few um so the first one i'm going to start you know they tell you to they tell you to lead with love but i'm not doing that because i'm the heel I want to know a wrestler that everybody loves that you don't care for. And it's oh my all God. time. All time. Fucking <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Hey, do it. I don't know. Do, <laughs> do people like Brock? There's people out there that like Brock. And I'm not. Oh, like Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Yeah, we coming for you, Brock. Yeah, <laughs> I should have worn that t-shirt. Hey, well, I mean, there'll be, like- there'll be other times. <laughs> um, yeah like, i i feel you brock for real i was like come on man it, i just oh it's it'd be different if he him. could not work if he couldn't work if he was just yeah. if he was like goldberg because goldberg can't work he right you did you did you see the match where he's like did you watch this one over the, for the rumble no no it's, i said i was actually gonna go back and watch it this weekend it's it's a fucking instagram video like it's like come on dude like it, i just don't understand their infatuation with like having goldberg come back every year and do anything man that shit <laughs> that one match with him and undertaker oh my god and taker's oh. like <laughs> taker made the face the <laughs> he made that shit where it's just like this nigga almost killed me dog like yeah but um that shit was just oh god that shit was a train wreck i was i remember watching it and i was nervous i was like grabbing my t-shirt like oh jesus like somebody ain't gonna make it out of this shit yeah these are two like well for one we don't need two old men wrestling we don't need two we can have a younger guy do take all the bumps and make the other guy look good and then you know we make him but like damn man come on um yeah yeah, goldberg is i guess goldberg would be mine I guess Goldberg would be my. I can't. I never liked him. I never liked Goldberg. Really? I never. I can't liked wait him. till June hears this because that is June's favorite fucking wrestler. I never fucking liked that dude because he was. Just, I, and I mean, from what I understand, he's a cool guy. He's a nice guy, but mm-hmm. like just the whole coming out there, blowing. You know, <laughs> the, the intro is cool, but I didn't yeah. like because he was just for one, he was reckless. Like for one. He retired my favorite wrestler of all time, Bret Hart, by kicking him in the mm. fucking head. And it's like, all right, fuck you forever. But um, yeah. wow, this is, I'm having a moment of clarity here. I I just realized I don't like Goldberg, like ever at all. Like, wow. <laughs> like I just didn't. And um, he was reckless and he was like, he was, he was too wild. He's, that's what happens though when people are really strong 
and they aren't mm -hmm. trained properly, they just kind of rush them out there to like, he looks like Stone Cold. Let's get him out. He comes out there with the trunks yeah. and then he he's intense. It's like, all right, but right. like, uh, uh, whatever. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, I was not expecting you to say Goldberg. Wow. I, I'm not, well, you know, I, like I like wrestlers. I like guys who yeah. wrestle. I like people who can, again, like Brett is my favorite. Brett can have a good match with anybody, whether you like him or not. You go back and watch a Bret Hart match. You're going to be like, yo, that he made everything look snug. He, his punches look great. Um, He got the best out of everybody. Like people don't still don't know that nigga Davey boy had been doing crack all night before his match with Bret Hart in 1992 for the Intercontinental title. Wow. And, and Bret got that match out of him. This nigga was up with Jim Neidhart doing crack all night. Uh, by the way, Jim Neidhart had nothing to do the next day. Uh, and Davey Boy completely forgot everything that they were supposed to do. And Bret Hart got him through that match. So I'm going to have to go back and- uh, Go back and watch <laughs> SummerSlam 92. Uh, it's yeah, one of, one of the, shit is on, uh, the network. One of the best matches you'll ever see, uh, especially for like to be a '92 and understand this nigga was uh, this <laughs> Davy Boy was high as a giraffe's ass, and, Jesus. And, and, and Bret Hart was carrying that nigga through the match. Like you can see where he has him in the head, like his parts where he's like, "All right, now you're gonna do this, shoot me off wow. the ropes," because That's he crazy. had to do it like that. Um, I remember. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. When we were when we went to the uh, the Hall of Fame, and then that fucking guy just like ran oh on the stage. God. That shit was the that y'all like, were there that year, yeah, Damn. yeah. It was the craziest shit because it like it happened so fast, and I tapped. Q. I was like, "Did you just see that shit?" He was like, "No, what happened?" I was like, "You didn't see the, like." I'm like, "Look, I'm like this fucking guy is like up here attacking Bret Hart," and he was like, "That shit ain't real." I was like, "Uh." I definitely think it Bro. the fuck is. And then it's like crazy, like being there and then going back and watching it and seeing like how they edited like the camera angles. Yeah. Like it was wild. It was like, no, he just like ran up there, fucking attacked them. And crazy? then like, like how did everybody he get just like rushed the fuck. Dog, like, did you see, uh, I think it was Dash Wilder. Um, he's in AEW now. Did you see when they were leading them out? And he had yeah. the guy in the headlock and he like was just ramming his hands in his ear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like the way that they walked, like escorted him out because I was watching and I like kind of seen him when he came under the ropes. And I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, oh, he hey, must be like somebody, you know, like cleaning up something or like nah, he sees something on the, you know, matter and shit. And then when he attacked him and then you just see all these wrestlers like just rush to the ring. And then like you see the camera angle kind of like cut a few different ways. But when they were walking him out, every fucking like wrestler that could get within arm's reach, like whooped his like, hit him some type of way. Yeah, like yeah. they all fucked him up. I was like, that is gonna be a long ass walk out of this arena. Like that yeah. shit was crazy. People were like all the way on the other side and they were getting out of their seats, like go around, like, nope, I want a mm -hmm. piece too. Like that shit was crazy. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing, like Brett takes care of a lot of people, or at least like in the business, like. He's respected because like he never injured anybody. He like right never hurt anybody. And so for him to like go out for his career to end the way that it did, it was like that sucks for a guy who always took yeah. care of people. But um, you know, yeah, like shitty. I said before, man, fuck over. Um <laughs> so uh here we go. Next question. Best pro wrestling merchandise you've ever owned. Ooh. Hmm. No, That's a lie. great question. I'm trying to think because it's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies' night or whatever. It's like wrestling or whatever. It's like parenting or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people, coming around doing what we do best, or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. 
it's like a podcast or whatever. I have a, I have a, um, a Ric Flair robe. That's, that was going to be my nominee. I was a, I was thick flair for Halloween. However, a couple years later, one of my friends, which is funny because he's like a friend. Like I have like you who I've never seen him in person before, but we've mm-hmm. been friends on like Facebook for at least like 10 years. Okay. He lives in like a whole nother state also. And he gave me a um an autographed Ric Flair robe. Oh damn. And yeah, it's like I love it. But aside from that though, I would say it would be this picture of um this picture of China um that Q got me we went to uh every year the it's like this event in April that always comes here it's called uh Legends of Wrestling Mm -hmm. and they have like a bunch of like uh like amateur wrestling matches and then they also have like some blasts from the past that like come or whatever and then they just also have like just some super dope like just you know hall of fame people that are just there and then you can like do meet and greets and like take pictures with them and stuff that year uh rick flair was there um bret hart was there booker t was there it was a bunch of people there and then like afterwards they had like a memorabilia where um you know you could purchase stuff and this picture has like it's a few different pictures of china in it Mm -hmm. and one of them has i think her and mankind in it and it's also autographed it's like i love that and then I also have like a bunch of these uh, WWF. So they're like super old figurines. Some are from WrestleMania. Some are from Survivor Series. Anytime like Q goes out of town without me. Right. And he, he'll make a, a, a trip to like a, um, like some type of like vintage or like resale shop. And anything cool like that, that he yeah. can find. Yeah. Anything cool that he can find that's like wrestling like he'll give me and like one time he came back with this big ass box of stuff like all these oh that's love. like action love. figures that's, t-shirts that's... like yeah so he's it. a pretty cool guy i love it um <laughs> yeah i i'm gonna go with uh this bret hart book here i got this mm-hmm. autographed at borders when borders was a thing um wow. He uh he came in we were, i think we were kind of like we we're a little early we got our books we bought our books jumped in line um i could tell he was like kind of like bummed out that day i don't know like i i feel like brett is kind of like always sad now because all of his friends are dead which sucks and like he came out with a um with a shirt with uh you ever seen the the picture of him like with owen in a headlock and they're like you know like rough housing playing around yeah it was that shirt so i was just like oh already because I yeah. too have a younger brother and his favorite wrestler was Owen Hart all the time. Oh. So like he loved Owen Hart. Um, probably still does. If I, you know, put on an Owen Hart match, he'll probably sit down and watch. But um, yeah, so for me, I'm like, oh damn it, bro. Like that sucks. And then yeah. you just tell he was like sad. But the thing about Brett is I always like hung out and like, like somebody was telling me a story a long time ago where um, he was signing autographs at a Best Buy at a mall out here. And the line was wrapped around the mall and around the outside of the mall. And that motherfucker stayed until everybody got an autograph. He was there forever. And it was just like, um, but yeah, I was there early. He took a picture with us. He, um, he, he gave us the pose. Um, I noticed that he put hearts on autographs for women. Um, So that was, you know, he was, Brent was a hoe uh he talks about it in this book um but yeah i mean he, he did it to not do cocaine apparently um that was his thing he said that mm. cheating on his wife kept him from doing drugs but okay so, thing, dog. <laughs> oh you, yeah okay cheat okay cheating yeah. on your wife will stop you from doing drugs apparently. that's kind of fucked up it's like would you rather me do drugs or you want me to cheat on me? hey man what you want me day? to do you want me to have a cocaine problem or these holes that's on the road that i don't see all the time <laughs> yeah. what you want what you want um, but your cocaine best or okay. right best interaction with a pro wrestler in real life or online man 
I haven't really had any interactions with any pro wrestlers, unfortunately. Really? You just no. Somebody who would have met- well, no, uh, we were when we went to New York. We met uh well, they were having like this little event at uh Foot Locker okay. in Times Square, and it was so weird because like they were starting like a uh, rope everything off, mm-hmm. and we like well, what's going on? Like we just in here thinking like oh you know this is the big ass Foot Locker in Times Square, and I think it was we looked up and I was like standing right here and I think it was Seamus. It was like, okay, like right that's here. not who I was gonna say, but all right. And I was like, Shame. oh, like, hey, yeah, like it was so awkward because it was like, I'm like, oh shit, like I think I'm in his way, like let's just, you know, that's, move. And yeah, keep it I going. think that fits our our other question twenty four most random interaction with a pro wrestler in real life. Bro. Yeah. It was yeah. so random because it was like they were, you could tell they were kind of like scrambling, like, okay, the event's going to start. Mm-hmm. You know, if you here for this, then do that and blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay. All like, right. we not thinking shit of it. We just in here trying to get our stuff because they had like this really dope, like in the back of the store. And I'm pretty sure it was just because it was WrestleMania weekend there. Like they had just all this different, like, um, all these different like t-shirts and like the Funko Pops and just other just memorabilia and stuff. And I was just like, damn, like oh, this is what we were here that. for. Yeah. yeah. And then like we just walk out and he's just right there. And he was like, that's I was like, yeah. Shame but on? I just really want to just pay for this shit so we can go because it right. started to get busy. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, man. New York just be so jam-packed. Last time I went to New York, I was standing in front of a pair of shoes. I was standing in front of a shoe somebody snaked their way in front of me like literally did like a body roll to get in front wow. of me to grab the shoe I was looking at and like moving I was like this is some yeah like yeah they uh, yeah them <laughs> niggas wow um yeah I, it, it, niggas are like people are rude here uh mm-hmm. city of Boston you're fucking rude uh and you know that uh but nigga New York is on another level I was like oh, bro yeah. like all right um my most random interaction i think uh it was either jimmy or jay i don't know so one or the other i don't know which one it was um i was in uh burlington coat factory and i'm just pushing my kid around it was survivor series i think that night or the the next night and he was just in there buying a coat because it was cold as shit and i was like one of the Usos, and this was like kind of, I guess, like earlier in their careers. Like, this might have been like maybe 10 years ago. And he was just in the store, and um, I think it was on the phone. And I think that he saw that I knew who he was, but mm-hmm. or, well, technically, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I was just like, all right, you know, I was just like nodded at him and just like yeah. kept it moving because I. Oh, this nigga's at Burlington, dog. Like, I'm not yeah. about to be like, hey, nigga, you gotta, you gotta take a picture, dog. Like, nah, right. I'm not about to do that. But um, yeah, yeah. he probably was in there trying to be low key. He was and just shit trying to be. Yeah, he was because, because yeah, like he made the face like shit. I've been made, and I was like, I ain't gonna bother you, dog. I'm, yeah. But yeah, it was a, the the most random uh, interaction. Um, I'm gonna do. Aha! Here's one. Sherry or Elizabeth? Oh, Elizabeth. Okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> Elizabeth, and I had to say Elizabeth just because, like, because Q, Q would get on me if I didn't say Elizabeth. Mm, I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll have that debate with him someday, but uh, it, it's, 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 it's fucking Sherry, bro. It's Sherry. Sherry did more. Sherry, Sherry, Sherry got punched. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Sherry, Sherry took punches. Sherry was out there working. Elizabeth was just Elizabeth was Kelly Kapowski 1.0. Um, yeah, <laughs> Elizabeth very... was Kelly Kapowski. It's a very good fucking. Compare. I love her. I love her. Not more than Sherry. Sherry was out there thick. Sherry had to... Sherry could just come to the ring and draws, nigga. Like what up? And I'm about right. to go here and get punched in the face. What up? Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, here we go. One more. Uh, ooh, favorite king gimmick 
of all time. Oh. King. There's only one right answer. Shit. Favorite king gimmick. I don't know. I don't know! Mm, there's only <laughs> one. I'll give you mine. It is, of course, and I know this is the right answer, King Abuka. <laughs> that nigga King Booker, dog. Like, they tried to play it for laughs, and it just worked. It was like, mm-hmm. nah, dude, like him talking with, you know, this regal accent and the Queen Charmel being there, just chef's kiss. That shit was so great. Um, that's my favorite, favorite wrestling king ever. Better than Brett, uh, better than Owen. King of, I loved King of Hearts, but uh, King Booker, man, mm. so great. Such a great king gimmick. I'm going to have to like go back and think about that. So we had, well, you know, and, and and I know, I know before anybody comes at me. But you're a liar. I know before you come at me, I, I understand. Macho King, Randy Savage, GOAT. I get it. I love him too. It's, my, it's one of my favorite kings. But King Abuka was not supposed to work, and it did. It was not supposed, like, Macho King, we get it. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Busting uh, uh, the ultimate warrior upside the head with the scepter and making him lose the title. Fantastic. He did everything right. I get it. But King Booker, all right, was just like supposed to be played for laughs and then it was legit. And then he wins the world title. There's a picture where he's sitting on the throne with his hand on his fist and Charmel is like by his side. That shit looks so dope. I was like, this this is Black King shit right here, for real. Y'all don't know. He, <laughs> he should have been on like one of those old Miller, uh, one of those old Budweiser uh, Great Kings of Africa posters uh, that we had oh in elementary God. school. I have a whole box of them over there. Shout out to mom. For wow. I have the whole set. Um, so that's going to be it for our gauntlet. Um, and we got... We have our boop. I'm just checking things off the list like a mark. Um, here you go. <laughs> You're an Undertaker fan. Uh, what do you think about yeah. Undertaker being under fire for his recent comments about today's wrestlers being soft? Have I you have heard not that? Heard. Nope, I have not. So, um, you know, in uh, some like 30 minute interview, they took, you know, the 20 seconds of him saying like he misses the days where guys used to be men, like real men um, on the road. And I don't know, I, again, this is, you know, the 20 seconds that they took out of the interview. Um, you know, he's a little under fire for having made some contributions to a certain, to a certain presidential uh, campaign. Oh, uh, don't tell me so that. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. This is, you know, it, Family's got to break the news to you, but, uh, you know, he's made some, he's made some contributions. Um, but uh, it was something Uh-oh. to the effect of like, you know, cause back in the day, the locker room was fucking wild. You know what I mean? Like niggas yeah. was in there. Do- like there are videos of the road warriors doing cocaine before a match in like a hotel room. Like it's just, you can just look it up. You can just find it. Like y'all niggas recorded this. <laughs> was, right exactly like why the fuck do you have this what snitch recorded this shit they're like man we're having so much fun doing cocaine before a match where we have to trust each other with our bodies uh let's just do this coke jesus and, uh, shoot up some roids coke and roids um you know right jesus he was doing both you can't do both guys uh yeah so you know taker saying that you know the guys are a little soft these days how does that strike you having not heard the comment yourself this having heard it fourth hand from me now mm. uh was that how's that strike i mean you? i can agree because like just back in the day like and just the the shit that i felt like i grew up watching and fell in love with it's like I feel like in comparison to like what I turn on and see today when I do get a chance to watch it, it's like, I feel like my reaction and my passion and my love for it wouldn't have been the same if this is the wrestling that was on the TV back then. Mm. Like just thinking about like that hell in a cell match with like him and fucking mankind, like you just thought that mankind was just going to die. 
Like you knew he was dead. Yeah, oh yeah, he, like, he died. Yeah, that nigga is like, not living right now. He's just a zombie man walking around. Exactly. That nigga is still dead. Exactly. Like shit like that is like I feel like these days, like you would have never been able to see anything close to to that. You know, like it's just it's just different. But like it absolutely has gotten soft. But that's just like with anything, like any type of sports or entertainment, like mm-hmm. shit with basketball. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Yeah, like Charles Oakley. Like, come on, dog. You know, what I'm exactly. like, but well, for me, I feel like I, I I get that when people say like that when we're comparing the I guess the the toughness of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all like our ancestors who were marching with King were tougher than these mar- these protesters here. Absolutely, like, you know what I mean. Like, absolutely. I get it. But like, you know, it's not a contest. Um, but at the same time, I do feel that like when we talk about basketball players or whatever, we talk about basketball. I, I think if we took, we could pluck 10 athletes from here and then just mm-hmm. in a straight up game of basketball where you're not allowed to foul the shit out of each other, they're going to smoke the old niggas too, though. Like just the athleticism yeah. and the ability now, because that's what it is. Like athletes evolve. So I feel the same with the wrestlers. Like if you put a ricochet back then, they wouldn't know what the fuck they just saw. Jesus Christ, no. They'd be like, this nigga did a what? A seven forty? What? It's like going up there, like not even a seven, not even not even a seven twenty. This nigga goes up and does like an eight ten. It was like this nigga did another yeah. half spin on, but they wouldn't know what to do with that. Like, be like, yeah. all right, uh, you're gonna wrestle Virgil. <laughs> be like, what the fuck is he supposed to do with that? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, also, and I think a lot of, uh, I think the, the, the younger wrestlers are kind of, one thing you always hear the older wrestlers say, and it's such an old man thing to say, is like, they're playing video games in the locker room. It's like, as opposed to doing coke. right like what are they supposed to be doing what do you want them to do man like yeah man that's have coke and guns out man we played good games like uno and russian roulette and it's like dog take her relax right like y'all was in the back chugging beers and chugging beers like that's what you want them to do yeah um so yeah i don't know It, it, it it's fine whatever it's it's an old man take it's an old man take. i think um it's okay yeah, yeah, fine. You know, just you know, stop making them contributions, bro. Well, you can't now. Your guy lost. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that you know. I kind of had like I kind of figured that because I was watching, I was watching something. You know, when they had like the thirty days of Taker or whatever mm. on uh on the network, I was watching something and it was like something he had on or some shit, and I was watching it with Q, and I was like, um, do you? you know like do you like do you see what he is this shirt it's it's it it is a blue lives matter t-shirt that i am wearing yeah i'm like is that uh you know do you imagine that shit back in the day is they could just say it all don't tread on me yokozuna (laughs) oh man did you watch that documentary they stole the election i haven't watched it yet but i definitely am yoko is one of my favorite guys ever yoko is is one of my favorite guys is really good. It was really hard to watch at times. Mm-hmm. I was telling all the guys, Verge, uh, Dame, and Jay, and June, I was like, you know, watch this shit. But he had is, some real, like his well, weight, when his weight got out of control, it was yes, rough. It was, it was rough. Bad. They he, said at one point he sat on a toilet and he was so fucking big that the toilet, like, just completely, like, came out of the wall yeah i'm like how can you be that big and they were like you know at times when they went to weigh him they had to take him to like shipping docks like yep. that's how they had to weigh him i'm like that is insane because he wasn't just heavy he was huge like he was a yeah he took up a lot of room um mm-hmm. and because he had been operating so long on being able to like move at that like he was what four like 450 around the time he won the Royal Rumble, he could move like fucking Bam Bam Bigelow. You know what I mean? Like it was like these yeah. guys were huge and they were able to like take to the air. Uh, 
Bret Hart said he leg dropped him one time and it felt like somebody put a, a, a bed sheet on him because it was just like, yeah, it was, it was that light. He landed that he had, he was that athletic at that size to where mm-hmm. it was just like, but you know, once you, you know, you get some money and fame. like, I, I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not going to assume everything that happened, but um, yeah, it was definitely like once his weight got out of control, it was just like, oh, he's not the same guy. Yeah, because like towards the end of the doc, they had said that he had gotten up to close to like 700 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like he just kept just getting bigger and bigger. It was just like I was telling you, I was like, you know, people don't realize like food is an addiction. Like it just as much cigarettes and other drugs and everything. I'm like, food can be an addiction. She's like, no, it's not. I'm like, it is. It like, is. So it definitely like is. That, that, that's where that is a person who's struggling from addiction. Like, cause it's yeah. really bad. Like anytime that they're telling stories like, Oh, we're trying to help you to get better and, you know, do this diet and do this, this and that. And he's finding like paying on people to like sneak him tubs yeah. of chicken. Like that's an addiction. That is definitely an addiction. Anytime. Listen, let's say this, if you feel like you have to hide a thing, exactly. It's an addiction. Like it's, if it's something and it's hurting you and you feel like you have to hide it, it's certainly an addiction. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I fucking love Yoko. Um, man, yeah. And I'm going to check out that doc thing. soon. Um, I'm watching, have you watched any AEW? No. And Dame ass always is trying to like, tell me to watch it. He's like, Oh, watch it. And the, and the, what's the other shit? The new Japan wrestling. He always trying to get me to watch too. (laughs) <laughs> so so it, it is it's definitely my fault because before i met dame uh he'll tell you that he was just watching like the regular old f um and probably some wcw i'm sure uh and um it was i was we were over at my boy's house one time and i just had an ecw tape i used to wake up at five in the morning to watch ecw and so it's uh wow. yeah it was it would come i found out it came on early because i had to get up early for school anyway but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I got up at like six, I'd be fine. But then I found out ECW came on at five and I was like, I will be getting up at 4.50 every day and uh, I'll be watching ECW, which, which I did. And I taped it and I brought it over to my boy's house and Dame was over there. And uh, he was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And it was like, this, <laughs> my friend is Extreme Championship Wrestling. And that was Bam Bam Bigelow was there and he wrestled Taz and Taz put him in the Kata Hajime sleeper and then Bam Bam Bigelow fell backwards and they went through the stage. And niggas was like, what is this shit? And I'm like, dog, this is the tip of the iceberg. And um, wow. so, yeah, if you want to see, if you want to see guys work their asses off um, mm-hmm. before, you know, like, cause WC, WWF has a style. It definitely has a style that they try to do to like, it's a conservative style that tries to elongate your career. And when right. you're on the independence or, you know, at the best, uh, like an ECW, you do crazy shit to get noticed. You do crazy shit to, you know, get people to call you, get your tapes out. Um, and you like, but it, it'll shorten the hell out of your career. So ECW had shit like, you know, new Jack falling out of this, out of the, uh, you know, balcony through some tables. It's like, dude, no, no, yeah. no, but, um, yeah, the, the thing through the stage was actually pretty safe. It was just like, you know, it looked it looked pretty good. But, uh, you know, Bam Bam did, he, he worked for the money. He was not a mark for himself. He was just like, yeah, sure. You want me to go out here and slip on a banana peel and lose to the kid? Fine, let's do it. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's on me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some stuff in AEW that's pretty cool. Sting is, Sting is back. I think he's probably going to do like a match. Um probably gonna do like a match and i think it's like a street fight okay so so that means he's not gonna be in the ring he's not gonna be taking bumps he's not gonna be you know falling or or running up against turnbuckles because seth rollins injured him Mm -hmm. unfortunately you know like he got hurt in the match with seth rollins and had to basically reduce force to retire um but it'll be good to see him go out the way he wants to like i'm gonna win or lose a match and then i'm done that's the the end of sting's illustrious career wow Um, so that'll be cool um and some cool stuff in AEW. it's all right it's not bad um i would suggest cody rhodes versus 
Dustin Rhodes. Um, fucking Gold Dust was bleeding like a stuck pig, and it was an amazing, really emotional match. That nigga's blood doping. I don't know how he's still able to go the way he's able to go. Yeah. It's like, this nigga Gold Dust was, he's better. He, he's, he's better than he was as Gold Dust in the 90s, I believe. Wow. He just knows. How old is he now? He's up there. I don't want to Google him, but yeah, he's definitely up there. He's at least in his, he's got to be in his 50s. Yeah. Got to be in his 50s. For sure. But, all right, now, um, have we done everything? You pretty much cut a promo. Uh, Now, we like to do a thing that we call the trademark finisher. The sharpshooter, he's got it! He's got it! So, what we're going to do is we are going to go back and forth. I have a minute timer and we're going to go back and forth naming tag teams from the 90s jesus so, that's right and <laughs> we'll go back and forth never seen that of course that is the flair woo off You've never seen it as it is incredible. Jay Lethal does an amazing Ric Flair impersonation. So uh I will go. Well, I'll let you go first. You name a tag team, then I'll just fire back with another. We'll go back and forth. If you get stuck, I don't know. It'll be fine. Um, I'll help you out. I'll, you can just tag me. Normally I do this with Kellen and uh and we go back and forth. Last week we did um Royal Rumble predictions. So Okay. And uh, starting now and go. Dudley Boys. Uh, Legion of Doom. Hardy Boys. Demolition. Harlem Heat. That the new, mm-hmm. new Foundation. Uh, Heart Foundation. There you go. Um, the New Rockers. Edge and Christian. The Rockers. Um, New Age Outlaws. Mm, good one, good one. Um, let's go with... Uh, I don't know! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, oh, the kid, the one, two, three kid and Bob Holly. Uh, oh, my God. Rock and Sock Connection. The Outsiders. <laughs> Um bring it on home. Ooh. Three, two. Oh my, god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I don't know. It's all right. <laughs> Damn, I can't think of. Oh my god. Brothers of destruction. What am hey, I doing? It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <sighs> all right. All right. How could I forget Brothers of Destruction? Oh, oh my god. It's that fine. Been, that should have been the first one I said. It'll be all right. All right, you smelly marks. You got your show. Thank you to Motor City Oprah for coming through and, and talking about your fandom of wrestling. If you smelly Thank marks. Thank you for having me. For sure, for sure. The door is always open. So this is what we do. Um, once you've been on our show, your family, any of the hyphen podcast group shows, you still have to come on. It's like a podcast or whatever. Um, we're going to be doing the Powie Awards soon. Uh, we did uh, rest in the most peace the last time. We just we just drafted <laughs> people who passed away in 2020. Um, okay. Because we wanted to just show love. It was really good. Um, so check mm. that out. Uh, where can the people find you? Oh, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram and my Twitter pages are both uh, Motor City Oprah. Um, definitely <gasps> follow me. I follow back and you know definitely share some feedback, comment, and whatever about some of my you know, favorites in my, uh, you know, my things that I commented on tonight so we can have, you know, some conversation. I'm always down to talk about wrestling with folks. And and your music uh, taste is mm, impeccable. We share, um, Thank you. you know, we share our love of uh, MJG and 8 Balls forever. Absolutely. It's an incredible, it's an One of my song. favorite songs ever. <laughs> I keep a big old nigga beater. You know what I'm saying? I keep a big old nigga beater. I actually do. It's right over there. It's called Jesus. Mio. It, she's called Mioline. 
She is a direct descendant of uh, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Anyway, uh, that's it for you, Smelly Marks. That's all you get this week. Next week, join us when our guest will be Dame Gone Wild. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Marks. All right. Wow. Dame. Dame will be here. You can find Behyphen at Behyphen on Twitter and The Behyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ILA underscore POW. The Cast Power Hour is a hyphen podcast group production. Smell your latest sweaty marks. <laughs>